Welcome to Quality Perks, the podcast that not only delves into the intricacies of contact center quality management, but also uncovers the personal stories of industry leaders. Brought to you by BPA Quality, your trusted partner in enhancing customer experiences. Hello and good morning. This is Quality Perks. I'm Karen Dupree, your host. We have to my right, Neil Eggers. Would good like morning, everybody. Yes, Neil Eggers here at BPA Quality. Good morning, everybody. Nice to see you. And we also have Milan. Milan, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Good morning, everyone. Karen and Neil, thank you for having me on today. I'm excited to be here. Uh, so my name is Milan Batsinich. I'm a uh, Vice President of Business Development with Callzilla, and uh, also founder and uh, owner of Milan Motivates, a motivational speaking company. So yeah, happy to be here. And where are you located? I am in a suburb of Madison, Wisconsin. All right, nice to know. And I'm here in Melbourne, Florida. And Karen, you are located oh, where? I'm sorry, and I'm having technical difficulties in LinkedIn, but I am located in Virginia on the coast, right outside of Norfolk and Virginia Beach. Awesome. So we've got Central and the East Coast covered. So Milan, we always start this off, as you know, with a little discussion about uh, our coffee, right? So quality perks, coffee, tea, Red Bull, whatever you may have in the morning. What is your choice of beverage on, an, on a typical morning and then also today? Okay. So on a typical morning, little monster action all right okay. and then uh today i have a from my keurig a black coffee so that when, when i drink coffee i just like it straight now know. what flavor coffee so you've dropped the pod in the keurig what is it putting you on the spot is whatever like kona what, whatever my wife dropped into the keurig ah <laughs> nice <laughs> nice so you have some homework. So I expect a comment when this is posted on LinkedIn. Absolutely. So tell the audience what you drink and we'll be good to go. Okay. Got it. Got it. It's nice. strong. I, I know it's strong. I'm awake. That works. That's all that matters. So I've got, um, I was on holiday last week in good old Strathmere, New Jersey for a family reunion. So I've got my Strathmere, New Jersey cup and in it is Ocean City Coffee Company. So I feel like Every show in the summer when I go to New Jersey for, for holiday, I come back and it's always Ocean City Coffee Company brewed right on the boardwalk. It's good stuff. Uh, so I'm happy to have uh, several bags of that into the uh, into the cabinet because I drink coffee all day long. So I need a lot of it. Yes. Karen, what do you have today? Do you want me to guess or do you want to? You do you go just for tell it. Us? Go ahead. And if you all, guess. It's also it's also something out of the Keurig. It yes. might be a Kona with some type of of creamer um it is my go-to so it would have been easy for you it's my rainforest blend in my keurig so in the biodegradable cups of course so i'm you know being green conscious and i'm drinking it with my uh almond milk vanilla creamer all right and in my the future is female mug so 
all awesome. females out there. Oh, that sounds is like a, sounds like a perfect blend of everything. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Is the Rainforest blend, is that from the Kona brand or is Rainforest blend its own brand? Um, it is by San Francisco. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Coffee brewery. So. Okay. Nice. And uh, Neil and Karen, my apologies. I did not mention my mug. It is a mug that it's all black and has sun on one side and moon on the other. But as it heats up, it shows the moon. So you can see how far I've drank down. Mm. Oh, High tech. It's, High it's, tech cool, it's cool down up here. Right. Very nice. So now that we've uncovered the important stuff, let's get to some conversations about uh, contact centers and quality monitoring and behavior analytics and all that type of good stuff. So we've we've spent uh, a couple of weeks uh, talking about employee engagement, uh, different types of uh, roles and experiences that ex expertise, excuse me, that you have uh, within the employee engagement world and how important that is. It's always been important, but even in this post COVID mm -hmm. uh, world that we're living in uh, where, you know, employees are, are remote or hybrid and engagement models are so much more important uh, with employees. So I know it's near and dear to your heart. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, what you use in that employee engagement arena to, to connect with your employees and, and uh, fill that gap. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Uh, great kickoff question. Uh, once we got past our coffee. Right. So, so I've used uh, different tools in the past. You know, there's uh, tools uh, like behavioral assessment tools and analytic tools like, um, uh, you know, Myers-Briggs, DISC, uh, Predictive Index, which is a PI. That's a one I'm a big fan of. That one has helped me a ton. And, you know, for years, uh, when I got into leadership and contact centers years ago, I was always told, well, you have to lead utilizing the golden rule, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated, which is great if everybody else wants to be treated, all your employees want to be treated the same way that you do which 99% of the time is not the case. They do not want to be treated the way that you want to be treated. Um, so really it's, you know, to be able to engage employees now, especially post COVID, it's really utilizing the platinum rule, which is treat people the way they want and the way they need to be treated. So mm -hmm. instead of treating others the way I want to be treated or need to be treated, it's really figuring out the employee and what is it that they need? What is it that they want? And treating them the way that they want to be treated. And by being able to adapt and adjust to each individual employee, then you can manage them the way they need to be managed. And when an employee is managed that way, they're going to be more bought into the company, into the role, uh, into their manager, and they are going to be highly engaged or much more engaged in the work that they're doing and in the company because they're being treated the way they they want and need to be treated. So really that's, uh, you know, the platinum rule is definitely something that uh, I've lived by the last several years. And, and it's something I wish I knew when I first got into contact center leadership, because, you know, I had at 1.60 agents and I would share information and communicate a certain way based on the way I thought I would enjoy the communication. Mm. And I have, you know, it was a sales center. So I would have 40 people. They were like, ah, oh, motivated. Or I would hope I had 40 people motivated. And then 10 would be indifferent, like, you know, it is what it is. And then I'd have 10 that would say, wow, I hate that guy. I need to go on Career Builder and Monster and look for a new job. And back then, Craigslist right. for a new role because this guy doesn't get me. So really, it's adapting uh, for the, to the employee. How do you go about identifying the, the communication preferences of individuals? How do you know how to do that? How does the process start? 
Yeah, so I mean, you can use the different tools I mentioned earlier. If you don't have uh, specific tools, uh, it really comes down to communication. And, uh, you know, it's, there's a three-letter word out there that a lot of employers, a lot of people in leadership don't do, um, and it's ASK, A-S-K, very simple. Just ask employees, you know, the way they prefer to receive communication, the way they prefer to be managed. Uh, I mean, over time, as you get to know people, uh, a lot of times you can read or understand who they are just by communicating with them and figure out, okay, you know, maybe they uh, need a little bit more detailed information, or maybe this person, you know, would do better without the detailed information um, or, you know, give them a pat on the back where other people, that, that's the last thing they care about is a pat on the back or accolades. So it's really figuring out what makes this person tick and what motivates them. And then you using that and how you manage them. But the best way or the easiest way, quickest way to figure that out is just by having a conversation with them and communicating with them. What type of um, positive results yield from that? I mean, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory, but yeah. in your experience in working with different organizations, um, what, you know, what can contact centers expect to achieve by having a more inline communication style with individuals as opposed to a, you know, numbers on the wall, you know, AHT and, you know, yeah. all these these different metrics that drive contact centers. And we're kind of constantly pointing to those things. But I'm almost thinking as we're talking about, there's that correlation between getting away from AHT, right? You know, not right. caring, you know, developing more of a relationship with our customers. That's what's important. It's solving the problem correctly the first time in an efficient manner without having the the almighty clock ticking in the background all the time, which drives a lot of inefficiency and customer dissatisfaction. So I guess my question is going to, with that type of methodology of getting mm -hmm. to know your agent and communicating with them in the way that they want to be communicated with or that they prefer, does that result into, into better metrics on the contact center floor with customers? It does. Relationships, problem resolution, those types of things. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so what I've seen over the years is besides high, higher uh, employee engagement, higher employee retention. So, you know, it lowers attrition. People aren't looking for another job because they're happy with the job they're doing or where they're working. Um, in addition to that, when people uh, have that joy at work mm -hmm. um, and, and they're in a job that they are having fun at or it's a good fit for who they naturally are. Uh, they're going to be energized by it. And typically when that happens, there's a correlation to their produ productivity. So their production increases. Uh, typically, you know, when they gain that energy at work, um, they're going to perform better. Uh, you know, I've seen it with some contact centers where first call resolution has increased. I saw it with a contact center in Austin, Texas, when they started uh, managing the way the employees needed to be managed um, and motivating them appropriately. You know, it, it was an inbound sales uh, center, so they were selling products uh, on an inbound line. And, um, you know, they saw their uh, top line revenue triple in the first year. They lowered their um, attrition by like 10 times. It was it was insane. And it was all about around communication and motivating employees the way they needed to be motivated. You know, a lot of times in those centers or other centers, people, are, people think, oh, they're motivated by the paycheck or commission or, or whatever it might be. Or they're motivated by avoiding punishments, then that is no way. I'm sure most people watching or listening know that you can't really, you can't genuinely motivate employees by threats or by yeah. helping them or motivating them to avoid punishments, you know? Yeah. 
for I, sure. I, I remember when I was an agent and I worked in a contact center and I had like an internal clock in my head. And when I was in ACW, just counting down how many seconds I had before I had to get out of ACW. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the things we talk about a lot is even from the, the hiring process, if you're an organization that has that methodology, that employee uh, engagement methodology, and you evangelize about it, and it's a part you know, of the fabric of everything that you do, employees are, are, are interviewing, you know, prospects are interviewing companies just as much as the company's interviewing you know, the employee. So if, if an organization has that type of methodology woven into the fabric of everything that they do, that's going to be more attractive right. to that potential new hire because they know that that's the type of engagement that they're that they're going to be getting as opposed to, uh, you know, the churn and burn contact center. You know, I think that those days are are long 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 gone um, right. unless and, you're comfortable comfortable with that. Right, and and people talk, and your reputation about your or around your culture permeates throughout the community that you're in. So, I mean, if you're a contact center in Green Bay, Wisconsin, small town, 100,000 people, if you have a good culture, that's going to permeate and it's going to, you know, get through to the community. If you have a poor culture, same thing. And then there's contact centers like uh, I think of Zappos that developed Mm -hmm. early on with Tony Shea developed an amazing culture. And there was people moving there from across country just to take a job as a call center agent because Mm -hmm. they wanted to be a part of the Zappos culture in Las Vegas. Um, so, yeah, so I think, you know, to your point that the the culture, the understanding or knowing, like if I go work there, I'm going to be happy because of the way they treat their employees. Right. And then that, as we've talked earlier, then that benefits everything, you know, retention yeah. and most importantly, the, the relationship with the customers that, you know, these are the folks that are talking to the customers. It's not the, the C-suite. It's your agents on the floor who mm-hmm. are the most important. They're talking to your customers, mm-hmm. resolving their issues and building the con- building the relationships. Neil, say it again for those in the back <laughs> about the frontline agents being the most important. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we've got to take got to take care of the people who are talking to your customers because again, oh, you know, yes. like you you just said, word travels fast. So <laughs> you know, one one post on on Twitter or any social media platform about it. An uncomfortable experience uh, magnifies itself, you know, times a thousand. So, uh, so what? So we go back to vehicles again for for determining these these personality types. And our very own Karen Dupree took the assessment or a wow. assessment yesterday. Oh, all right, Karen. <laughs> so, so let's do a little on the spot on the spot kind of um, psychological behavior analysis by all right by Milan to Karen. So, Karen, what did you find when you took your your uh, your exam yesterday. Let's see if I can start by using, by using yes. irritators like exam. <laughs> yes, I hate exams. Um, oh, I love it. So mine um, mine came out and it was the free one. So it's not, it was just the two questions and it. All right, good caveat. All right. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. And, and Karen, uh, if I can add on to your caveats for predictive index, that's the one you are talking about. It is only two questions. So okay. you, did, you did the full one, but we won't tell oh. the audience that. <laughs> Okay. Right. Oh, good. Okay. I'll let you want me to edit. It? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, with that being said, it says that I'm an individualist. So I am definitely I'm, I'm a creative person, mm-hmm. um, and and out of the box thinker, yes. which I think uh, annoys Neil sometimes because I'm like, hey, oh, what if we do this? And he's like, we don't have time for that. 
I'm not the just, one being analyzed here. This, this <laughs> oh, is sorry, sorry. Milan and Car- Karen, Karen, is your uh, do you can you see your pattern? The four dots, the A, B, C, and D. Uh, no. Oh, okay. So that's probably why. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Keep going. I'm sorry. No, you you go ahead. You you're, you're the expert. And I I just took the test. So. Okay. So <laughs> so when we look at human behaviors um, and motivations. There's uh, four primary natural drives that these assessments measure, mm-hmm. um, and different companies call them different things. And based on those drives, it determines what your needs are, and then your needs cause behaviors. Um, so it looks at how, uh, you know, your drive for to acquire and to achieve, um, so kind of your dominance, um, looks at, you know, how much social interaction you need with other people, mm-hmm. looks at uh, how much patience you have a type of work environment that would be best suited for you, uh, really unleashes everything that you are, who you are. Um, and then your formality or your attention to detail, how, how detail-oriented you are, how many rules you need to follow. Um, so there's within PI, there's 17 different profiles. So an individualist is one of 17. Um, and yeah, just the way you described it, you naturally, you're somebody that's going to be more task-oriented. So you're going to get stuff done. Um, you're also going to be the type of person where you'll be a little bit more risk tolerant, kind of goes with the outside the box thinking, you know, well, let's, let's, you know, let's try it. If it doesn't work, then let's just try something else. So you're, you're a little bit more flexible. Um, When when it comes to rules, I would say uh, an individualist, you're the type of person where you'll follow the rules um, if you're philosophically aligned. So if you agree with the rule, then you'll follow it. If you disagree with the rule, it's not that you won't follow the rule, but you'll voice your opinion or that you disagree with the rule. And, he, mm-hmm. and here's why you disagree. And here's how you think it would be a better rule uh, and what changes can be implemented to that rule. Um, so, yeah, so definitely uh, you don't mind or, you know, you're, you're willing to share your opinions. And like you said, outside the box thinker, creative, Mm-hmm. Definitely. And when it comes to failure, uh, typically you'll be undaunted. So if, if you have an idea, you try it and you fail, you're you're not going to hit a brick wall. Some people hit that brick wall and they're like, well, I failed. I'm done. You, you'll hit that wall and then you just keep going through and you're like, all right, let's try something different and let's, yeah. let's switch it up. Let's modify. That's, that's me. That's me. I, I, sometimes I think I should have been an engineer. I'm just trying to. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep quiet and, and not get myself in trouble at 11 o'clock on a Thursday morning. But I, I think that's spot on, Karen. I think the analysis, what do you, do you agree with? I, I do. I do. Um, I, I'm a little bit less, I'm analytical and, and the factual part, but I also have this kind of, I'm a Gemini. I don't know if that probably has nothing to do with it, but I have this dual personality. So um, I'm kind of free, free thinking as well. So. That's the only thing that uh, I would add to my personality uh, trait of the individualist. And so, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And I was hoping Neil would do it so we could. I'll do it as you were. I love this stuff as as Milan was talking through it. I really do love this. So I will take it post show and I'll put my result in the comments section of the LinkedIn feed. And then you can do it. A full-blown analysis. Perfect. The world or the world to the see. World to see. Um, my my guess is based on Karen, you doing it, a little bit more risk tolerance. I'm going to guess that Neil's going to be a little bit more cautious with the risk. 
saying he'll do it after he heard the analysis of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to go first. <laughs> you, go. <laughs> you go first. I mean, you know, if it sounds accurate, then maybe I'll do it. If Milan's nice mm-hmm. about it and doesn't use a lot of negative connotations, then maybe I'll do it. <laughs> I, bought, I bought into what you were saying about Karen, so now I'll do it. Perfect. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. So uh, we're getting near, near the end of our show here, and it's uh, so as we're into July. So Milan, are you going to be anywhere in the next couple of months, speaking, presenting, uh, representing? Um, yeah. So, various, so where are you going to be? Summertime's a little bit slower. Um, yeah. In September, though, I have uh, three conferences in the same week: the week of September 10th or 11th. That yeah, I know what's called. I don't know if I'm going to be speaking there, but I know what's called Zilla will be exhibiting and representing at the SOCAP Symposium in Tampa, Florida. We'll be there as well. Oh, awesome. Well, I'll see you there. And then uh, that ends Tuesday evening, the 12th. And then on the 13th, I fly to Austin, Texas. And on Thursday, September 14th, I'm speaking at the Austin Contact Center Alliance Symposium in the morning. And in the afternoon, I'm speaking at UCX USA. So it, it worked out um, nicely that both conferences are the same day in Austin, Texas. Right. Yeah. Keep it weird. Yeah. Keep, keep it weird. <laughs> for those that don't know, that's Austin's slogan. Yeah, mm-hmm. not what you're presenting on. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Goodness. I should right. preface. Well, we managed 21 minutes of keeping it on the rails before it, uh, before it came up. So that's Based on our earlier conversations, I think we should be proud, the three of us, that we made it 21 I'm, I'm, You know, I'm very pleased. I'm, I don't know if pleased is the right word. I'm surprised right. that we survived that long. Yeah, well, very much. I, I, I could go all day. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think, think the social media might get mad at us. But with that, I'll bring us to a close. Milan, thank you so much for joining yes. us here on Quality Parks. We really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for having me. We look yep. forward to seeing you at uh, SOCAP here in September. And uh, a, a shameless plug for our next episode coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, we have a represent another good show capper uh, from Jabra who's going to be uh, joining us. Uh, so we're looking forward to, to that. Stay tuned uh, for that next uh, episode. Yep. Uh, so Karen, anything else to add before we sign off? No, nope. looking forward to a great summer, uh, Milan. I- Loved our conversation. Hopefully we have more of these and maybe we can even do a live one um, at SOCAP. That would be fun. Oh, let's there do it. That'd be great. Partnership. Yeah. Happy 4th Speaking outside July. the box. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How about you two do it? And if it works, I'll tell you. Yeah. Neil will stand in the shadows watching and then he'll hop in and be like, sorry, I'm late, guys. This is going well. Right at the end. He'll bring Wasn't the camera. Wonderful? He'll hold the camera and he'll hold the mic. How about that? Yeah. Oh, there's like go. gonna be um, what is his name? Insult the um, insult yeah, dog then, or whatever. Yeah, and then he can, like, <laughs> if he has something to say, then he can just turn the microphone towards himself. Exactly. Only after I see that that's working well. Right. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. We'll make it look easy. Well, happy Fourth of <laughs> July to the two of you. If you're traveling, you're travel safe. And uh, thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks. guys. All right.